Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 51. Eternal mind the potter is, and thought the eternal clay. The hand that fashions is divine, his works pass not away. Man is the noblest work of God, his beauty, power, and grace immortal, perfect as his mind reflected face to face. Hymn number 51. Scriptural will be given by Wendy from Georgia. Romans, ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. 
John, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, 
disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. <clears throat> Let's now sing hymn number 34. Christ comes again with holy power to lift our blinded eyes to see. The sick are healed, the sinner blessed, as on that eve in Galilee. Hymn number 34. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is practical teaching in practical Christian science. 
And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or even if you'd like to hear it again, we will have it available on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be available on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school that meets at 11 every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school has a dedicated teleconference number so that children all around the country, actually all around the world, can attend via telephone. And in fact, many of our Sunday school students do just that. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. We have several websites in many different languages so that the truth of Christian science goes around the world. Many, many people around the world can now hear the truth of Christian science in their own language. And we offer it all free of charge. You can download, listen, read anything on any of our websites free of charge. And I would like to point out a timely article on our English website entitled Poverty and Riches by Muriel C. Berry. So if you've ever been tempted to envy someone else for what they have, I recommend this article very highly. Poverty and Riches by Muriel C. Berry. And another plug for our daily day, page-a-day calendar, which is available for sale. Uh, the calendar for 2023 is now ready to be uh, sold and sent, so you can order it through our website, or you can send a check to the clerk here at the church. Uh, they make great gifts. Um, I give out several every year, and people are very happy to have them. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the textbook Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Shahidat from Maryland. From page 623, Consumption Quickly Cured. I became interested in Christian Science nearly five years ago through the healing of my wife of what, was the, of what the doctors called consumption in its last stages. I had tried everything that I could get in the way of Materia Medica. 
and every doctor would tell me nearly the same story about the case. At last, they recommended for her only a higher, drier climate, and when she would be at her worst, to give her something to quiet her. I tried different climates, but she was no better, indeed worse. At last, she struggled along with until the 1st of March, 1899. She had taken to her bed again. For two days and nights, she suffered, and I called a physician. He came and diagnosed the case and said that he could do nothing for her but give her some morphine tablets to make her rest. I gave her two of them according to direction, and just before the time to give her the third, she called me to her bedside and said, don't give me any more of that stuff, for it does me more harm than good. So I turned and placed them in the fire, though I did not then know anything about Christian science. We had heard of it, but <laughs> that was all. I gave her the last tablet at 8 o'clock that night, and about 9 o'clock the next day, a lady, a lady who had been healed in Christian science visited her and introduced her to this great truth. She accepted it and thought she would try it. The lady loaned her science and helped. She got the book about 10 o'clock that day and read it until dinner was called. She ate a hearty dinner, the first in about three days. And that same evening, she dressed herself, walked into the living room, ate a hearty supper, and enjoyed it. She slept well that night. She borrowed this lady's copy of Science and Health two hours each day for eight days and was healed. The first day that she read Science and Health, she weighed about 95 pounds. Three months later, she weighed 135 pounds from AJD Houston, Texas. The lesson sermon can be found on page 14 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Mortals and Immortals. The golden text is from Romans. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The responsive reading, John. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, 
that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Craig will now read. The Bible. Psalms. I will extol thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. John Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that so whoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Luke. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, 
for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, Who then can be saved? And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manyfold more in this present time, and in the world to come, life everlasting. 1 Timothy, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Romans. God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, he became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants, to uncleanness and to iniquity, unto an iniquity, even so now yield ye your members, servants, to righteousness, unto holiness. For when ye were servants of sin, Ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things wherewith ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. 1 Corinthians. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, 
and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages in Science and Health with to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. In Christian science, the true man is governed by God, by good, not evil, and is therefore not a mortal, but an immortal. God creates and governs the universe, including man. The universe is filled with spiritual ideas, which he evolves, and they are obedient to the mind that makes them. Mortal mind would transform the spiritual into the material, and then recover man's original self in order to escape from the mortality of this error. Mortals are not like immortals, created in God's own image, but infinite spirit being all, mortal consciousness will at last yield to the scientific fact and disappear, and the real sense of being, perfect and forever intact, will appear. Human birth, growth, maturity, and decay are as the grass springing from the soil with beautiful green blades, afterwards to wither and return to its native nothingness. This mortal seeming is temporal. It never merges into immortal being, but finally disappears, and immortal man, spiritual and eternal, is found to be the real man. Mortals are the counterfeits of immortals. They are the children of the wicked one, or the one evil, which declares that man begins in dust, or as a material embryo. In divine science, God and the real man are inseparable as divine principle and idea. Hence, man is not mortal nor material. Mortals will disappear, and immortals, or the children of God, will appear as the only and eternal verities of man. Mortals are not fallen children of God. They never had a perfect state of being, which may subsequently be regained. They were, from the beginning of mortal history, conceived in sin, and brought forth in iniquity. Mortality is finally swallowed up in immortality. Sin, sickness, and death must disappear to give place to the facts which belong to immortal man. 
When speaking of God's children, not the children of men, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. That is, truth and love reign in the real man, showing that man in God's image is unfallen and eternal. Progress is born of experience. It is the ripening of mortal man through which the mortal is dropped for the immortal. Either here or hereafter, suffering or science must destroy all illusions regarding life and mind and regenerate material sense and self. The old man with his deeds must be put off. Nothing sensual or sinful is immortal. The death of a false material sense and of sin, not the death of organic matter, is what reveals man and life harmonious, real, and eternal. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, the law of mortal belief at war with the facts of immortal life. Even with the spiritual law which says to the grave, Where is thy victory? But when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Beauty as well as truth is eternal. But the beauty of material things passes away, fading and fleeting as mortal belief. Custom, education, and fashion form the transient standards of mortals. Immortality, exempt from age or decay, has a glory of its own, the radiance of soul. Immortal men and women are models of spiritual sense drawn by perfect mind and reflecting those higher conceptions of loveliness which transcend all material sense. The great spiritual fact must be brought out that man is, not shall be, perfect and immortal. We must hold forever the consciousness of existence and sooner or later through Christ and Christian science, we must master sin and death. The evidence of man's immortality will become more apparent as material beliefs are given up and the immortal facts of being are admitted. Life is eternal. We should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity, rather than into age and blight. When the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and His idea. Allow nothing but his likeness to abide in your thought. 
Let neither fear nor doubt overshadow your clear sense and calm trust that the recognition of life harmonious as life eternally is can destroy any painful sense of or belief in that which life is not. Let Christian science, instead of corporeal sense, support your understanding of being, and this understanding will supplant error with truth, replace mortality with immortality, and silence discord with harmony. The sinless joy, the perfect harmony and immortality of life, possessing unlimited divine beauty and goodness without a single bodily pleasure or pain, constitutes the only veritable, indestructible man whose being is spiritual. This state of existence is scientific and intact a perfection discernible only by those who have the final understanding of Christ in divine science. Death can never hasten the state of existence, for death must be overcome, not submitted to, before immortality appears. Science reveals the glorious possibilities of immortal man forever unlimited by the mortal senses. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 339. There are none friendless, none afraid, the saving truth who know. Their shining path leads from the shade, and up to light they go. Hymn number 339.
Let's now sing hymn number 101. He sent his word, his holy word, and grieving hearts were healed. Uplifted, they beheld in light man's heritage revealed. For this we bless thee, Lord. Hymn number 101. I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth, Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. 
Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish through the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Amen.